All right, everybody, it is week five, and this is the final write-up breakdown for the Doghouse Fantasy Football podcast and article that will be up as soon as I pop this podcast out to you guys. So let's get her going. Booyah. This is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast, and we're going to go through our little breakdown here. So, let's take a look and see what we got going on. We do have a core four, which you'll get at the very, very end. (laughs) But uh, we'll be talking about it. You guys will check it out at the beginning of the write-up anyway, so it's the point of me really holding it back. But... Anyways, let's uh, get positional breakdowns, starting at quarterback. Um, my number one option, uh, especially on FanDuel and DraftKings, is Deshaun Watson. Uh, usually we'd attack Atlanta with the running backs, but seemingly enough with all the injuries to the Atlanta secondary, uh, they are giving up shitloads of points to the quarterback position. Um, and if he thought Mariota was good last week, just wait until you get to Sean Watson, who's actually a capable quarterback that can, you know, actually throw as, as well as run. So he's my number one guy. He's the guy that I'm going to try and fit in there. If not, um, I don't mind sliding down to my number two guy, which would be Matt Ryan, uh, second fiddle. But um, he didn't get the touchdowns that we wanted last week. But... I do believe they are going to be coming uh, this week um, and quite possibly could be overcompensated for last week's uh, just complete shit show. Now, he is getting the yardage and stuff like that. He is throwing over 300 yards a game. So um, this Houston secondary is something that, you know, I mean, if Mariota had a good game against Atlanta, he have a terrific game against his Houston secondary. So uh, you can go ahead and you can drop down if you can't afford Watson. You can go ahead and drop down to Matt Ryan. And I don't think you're going to lose very much of anything. Um, third is going to be Tom Brady. He failed miserably last week, uh, but but that was against the Buffalo Bills defense that I knew was going to come to play. They always play the uh, Patriot stuff. So. Um, Looking for a bounce-back game here for Tom Brady. He is the ninth highest price quarterback on FanDuel. That's kind of where I would utilize him. Uh, he's a little bit higher on the other sites. So this is a get-right game. Uh, Jay Gruden has had scandal. If nobody has seen it, I posted it in the full-time fantasy uh, Slack chat. Uh, he's a little bit of a party animal. So it's hard to for 
players to uh, take your coach seriously when he's not even taking the season seriously. So I think this is just going to be an absolute stop spot. Not going to get into the whole running back uh, area because I believe this is the spot where they're going to try and get the passing game going. So uh, if anything, against Washington Redskins, they're definitely uh, a team to get right against. GPP, I have Lamar Jackson against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The exact same spot that Andy Dalton would have had last week, uh, but the team failed. So uh, I think this is another one of those get-right games uh, for Lamar Jackson. It's going to be, you know, he, he did well last week, but I think he's going to build upon that and be even better uh, this week. Now, could lose some usage, at least in the running game. Um, Mark Ingram is actually in a really good spot, too, against this Pittsburgh front. Um, that I think it's going to regress. You're not going to see it be nearly as good as what it was last week against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, next on the list, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I am on Dallas this week as far as uh, teams that are going to win in Dallas. Um, and that's all going to be you know, based on the legs, basically, of Zeke Elliott. Uh, I do like Rodgers on the other side. He's had very, very good games in Dallas. Um, and he's going to be very under-owned. Uh, even with going off against Philadelphia, everybody's going to take a look at the um, uh, Dallas secondary versus the Phillies secondary, and they're going to pass in this spot. But um, now he does <clears throat> lose Devonta Adams. So the worry is that he's going to really spread the ball around. Um, here, so it's hard to kind of find, you know, actual targets that are good. Uh, I have found uh, a couple of good targets to pair with him if you want to do a mini stack, but we'll get into that later. Uh, last for the quarterback options is Jameis Winston against the New Orleans Saints, and I had really struggled. Um, hold on one second. Somebody just keeps texting me uh, once they see this message and then they listen to the podcast, they'll know exactly who it is. Um, I struggled with this a little bit because I do like New Orleans on the other side. Just because, you know, I've said it before, Jameis you know, doesn't make errors. But we can't really ignore uh, what the Buccaneers have been doing. And uh, no, he will not be on this ever. Uh, thank you. Um, sorry for replying to a text message via voice, which doesn't really work very very well. Um, can't ignore what Buccaneers are doing on offense. Now, I do fully respect New Orleans' defense as far as from the rushing uh, defense standpoint. Sheldon Rankin's back. Um, it's going to free up the linebackers a little bit for the uh covering, you know, say, Ronald Jones in the passing game and stuff like that. So I'm not really on those guys. They'll get their points, but nothing that's going to be, you know, sufficient enough to actually put them in a write-up. So, um, yeah, uh, it's all going to be based off the wide receivers in this matchup if they can get it done. Uh, Sunday Day Football Options, I do kind of like Jacoby Brissett. He is very, very low-priced. 
Um, so he will be... <sighs> Struggle with him in cash just for the plain simple fact that T.Y. Hilton really needs to be active in this game. Um, they also lost uh, Paris Campbell uh, for the week. So, um, I mean, it, he is still very viable even without T.Y. Hilton, but I think he's got a limited upside without T.Y. Hilton. So, I may only use him as a GPP kind of guy because I won't get the Hilton news until late. Um, uh, yeah, so, but I do like I do like him on Yahoo and Fantasy Draft. Uh, it's the 12th and the 10th highest price quarterbacks. Uh, the guy that I'd probably really just go ahead and put in, I wouldn't even think about it for cash, if I could afford him on Yahoo and Fantasy Draft, is Patrick Mahomes. Um, I don't want to use the term regression, but let's just face facts. There's no way in hell that he's only gonna, he's not going to throw for another touchdown uh, two weeks in a row. So I think you're going to see in a tremendous bounce back uh, against the Colts. Uh, Darius Leonard is not going to be in, so it's going to be all hands on deck um, in this game. It's going to be a ton of points. So uh, the two sides that do incorporate that late game, you're definitely going to want to get a piece, even if you know you don't go for Patrick Mahomes. Um, you'll want to get you'll want to get a piece either through the running back or through <clears throat> the wide receivers for tight end. Moving on to wide running back, we'll start at the very very top which is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I would like to try and fit him in there because uh, just because he's got insane usage right now, um, especially under uh, or having Kyle Allen in a quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. And even though it's kind of a eh, harder matchup against Jacksonville Jaguars, he definitely can has enough upside to where he can blow past projection. And uh, get us a three and four X that we'd want. Uh, could even go for five in this game, especially on a uh, site like DK, where he's 8,700. Next on the list, my favorite guy would actually be Zeke Elliott. Uh, Priced down a little bit lower than Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Packers are just giving up points to the running backs. We saw it last week with Jordan Howard. Um, there are old line issues uh, with injuries, but um, I mean, those injuries are really only going to affect Dak Prescott in the passing game. Uh, Packers do possess, still possess pretty good uh, rush uh, in their pass defense, but as far as their uh, defensive line and their linebackers right up the middle, um, everything's getting funneled through there due to injuries. So, uh, if I'm paying up for one or the other, I'll take a little bit of savings against Zeke. I think he can match uh, McCaffrey this week uh, in total potential. I mean, if it's just you got to look at it like this: if Jordan Howard can do it, and he's splitting time with Miles Sanders, what do you th- what do you think a guy that's getting you know 95 percent of the carries is going to do, especially with the upside that Zeke Elliott has. The Packers are very, very um, worried about this. Um, so they may try and stack the box, but I don't think they've got enough guys to actually stop them. Uh, next on the list is Dalvin Cook. 
this is a game that they should win against the New York Giants. I do have some worries with it because um, I think there is something wrong with Kirk Cousins that deals with more than, you know, the game script and what the Minnesota Vikings want to do. Um, so Thielen and, and Diggs bitching that they're not getting the receptions. My theory is actually that there is something wrong with Kirk Cousins as far as with his shoulder. We also, we've seen the video of the gender reveal <clears throat> where he basically couldn't hit the damn cutout uh, that he was supposed to smash the ball up against. And uh, so, I mean, it could just be tired arm just from all the throwing that they did last year, last year and the year before. But I struggled. I struggled with the thought of using Kirk Cousins in GPP, but I think he's going to be so highly owned because everybody's going to look for that actual passing regression that I think it's a spot that it can fade. And in theory, in looking how Minnesota wants to, you know, win games, I think it's a really safe spot to fade. Uh, if, I, if I'm wrong on it, I'm wrong on it. But uh, I'm just going to take that shot. I'm not saying New York Giants defense is any good, but uh, I think this is all going to come down to coaching what they want to do, not what the players want to do. Uh, the guy that you absolutely do have to have this week is David Johnson uh, for Arizona against Cincinnati. Uh, no matter what the game script is, he's going to be heavily involved. There is no Christian Kirk this week, so that just opens up a little bit more targets. Uh, and when they get down into the red zone goal line area, he's going to be called upon to uh, actually take the ball in. Uh, next we have Derrick Henry. He is the lowest priced of all the running backs that I would consider for cash. Um, Tennessee has a tough matchup against the Buffalo Bills defense, but I think, in my belief, uh, Bills went all or nothing last week. So they're going to be a little bit lazy this week. Um, Bills have given up a lot of points to running backs on the ground. They're very weak in the middle. So with getting Taylor Luan back this week as well, uh, that only bolsters that offensive line. And now we're really going to start seeing Derrick Henry uh, do what he can do. So... What, I, what I'm probably, what I'm actually going to try to do is I'm going to try and fit Zeke and McCaffrey in there with David Johnson. Um, but if I can only get one of those guys, then I'm going to drop down and I'm going to probably put in Henry, um, especially on uh, anywhere but Yahoo. Uh, Yahoo is the sixth highest price running back. <clears throat> so... It is a bit of a drop from McCaffrey and Zeke Elliott. If you look at the pricing, you go McCaffrey 38, Zeke 36, and then you drop down to Derrick Henry at $27. Uh, Delvin Cook is actually the number one uh, price running back on Yahoo. So I'd probably fade, definitely fade Cook there, uh, but I would think about him on the other ones. But more than likely, I'm going to end up fading Cook. I might just fade the whole Minnesota situation, even though it's a good matchup. Um, GPP, uh, here we go again. Mark Ingram versus, you know, Lamar Jackson. Uh, Mark Ingram has a lot of ups upside. 
in this matchup against Pittsburgh. Uh, it's just whether or not you're going to believe that he's going to get the bulk of the carries. You have Gus Edwards fitting in there. I'm not really too worried about Justice Hill, but it's the whole, you know, splitting time with Gus Edwards. Maybe they try to get the shoulder right. They get up way too far ahead because of Lamar Jackson. Uh, that's why I can't put Ingram in cash. Next guy would be Austin Eckler, uh, who I do still really like, even with Melvin Gordon there. Uh, Anthony Lynn, head coach for the Chargers, said that if he doesn't have to use Melvin Gordon, he doesn't really feel like he has to. So <clears throat> that, in my opinion, is a tell that they're going to try and they'll they'll use Melvin Gordon, but they're not going to use him too much. They're going to get him antiquated into the system. Saw last week that he didn't play this week. I don't, I don't think he takes away all that much from Eckler. The only thing is that I worry about is that they would put Gordon in at the goal line versus Eckler, so he may have to score it from far away. But this is a very good matchup against Denver, so you have to seriously consider it. We've seen what Leonard Fournette did last week, and I was on Leonard Fournette, and there wasn't very many people that were on Leonard Fournette. Okay. Leonard Fournette, though, did have an advantage where he's getting absolutely, you know, unequivocally the bulk of the touches, uh, whether it be in the running game or the passing game. You know, he lost the touchdown to Rayquell Armstead. But, um, I mean, this is it's, – it's a great spot. And so you have to definitely consider it. I did include Joe Mixon in here. So much talk, talk about Andy Dalton doing well against the Arizona Cardinals. Joe Mixon will be involved in this game. I don't think Arizona gets away from Cincy. I think the game still stays relatively close. I just don't think it has the shootout potential that everybody believes in. You got two really bad teams, both on defense, but they're also really bad on offense. Injuries, I mean, just injuries and just, you know, not stud players. I, you know, I don't care what you say about Larry Fitzgerald. He's not a stud anymore. He's been in the league for 50 years. He is not a stud. Um, so I do want to consider Joe Mixon even with a bad offensive line because defensive line for Arizona actually is is worse than I believe it was actually. I don't remember correctly. Let me look here because I believe it was actually worse than as far as head to head matching up here. Game is in Cincinnati, too. There we go. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati's offensive line for all the injuries that they had. Now, they did sustain another one this week. Um, so, this drops it, by, drops it a little bit. But they had the advantage, according to Pro Football Focus, in both the pass and the rushing. Uh, an offensive line versus defensive line. So, I think Mixon is in play. I don't know how much I really want to use him. Um, but he is an option. Uh, maybe I'll get hammered and enter a lineup, you know, tonight that has Joe Mixon in it just to say, hey, I put a fucking lineup with Joe Mixon together. But, uh, yeah, so I like him the most on Yahoo. He's 25th highest uh, priced running back as opposed to 9, 15, and 14 on the other three sites. Uh, last but not least, we ha- we do have Leonard Fournette. Now, this one is a little bit of a risk to me. Uh, Carolina is giving up points to the running back in both the run and the passing game. Um, and I like Carolina more in this game 
and I think that has more to do with their passing defense against Gardner Minshew than it really does with Fournette. So Fournette is going to get a lot of the work. This is kind of the same thing. Like, I had Lev Bell written down for the Jets, but I just... <clears throat> Philadelphia's front line is is really where its strength is, not in the secondary. So the reason I went Fournette over Lev Bell is because Fournette will get the same usage, but it should be a tighter game. So Fournette should be hev- more heavily involved than Lev Bell. Lev Bell will get his touches, but I think they're going to be lesser valuable touches than Fournette. So that's why I cited, that's why there's a slightly into Fournette, and that's why Lev Bell is no longer in the write-up. Uh, Sunday Night Football Options. Don't know what's going to go on with the backfield. I have included Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines, and Jordan Wilkins uh, in here. Wilkins is a hell of a value if Marlon Mack can't go. Rumor is that Mack is actually going to play in this game. And we have seen that running backs do well against Kansas City if they can keep the game closer. You know, the guys who are doing most of the, the heavy legwork. So with me thinking that Casey's really going to get up ahead, that's going to open up uh, more for Naheem Hines, who I think is a guy, if you want to stack that game, Naheem Hines is really the guy that you want and not Marlon Mack or Jordan Wilkins, you know. So that's my feelings, at least on that backfield. Uh, backfield for the Kansas City Chiefs, Damian Williams is supposed to play. He's questionable. Um, McCoy came off questionable. He'll definitely be involved. Um, so I believe with Damian Williams playing in there, there's not going to be any Daryl Williams. So if you want to take a shot with Damian Williams, uh, he's going to be the lower-owned guy, but they're very close in price, and McCoy has been getting it done. So that's probably my lead. I would go with McCoy. Wide receivers. Uh, again, we start with the prices on FanDuel at the top and work our way down. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I know he's been terrible, but we have to believe in the player himself if he has the upside. And he is he is Deshaun Watson's guy. Okay, This is your number one wide receiver. You're going against a terrible secondary in Atlanta. So you have to consider DeAndre Hopkins if you're going to pay up at wide receiver. Same goes for Julio Jones. Now, Julio has been getting it done week in and week out, except for last week. Um, I believe he actually missed out on a touchdown. And that's why he didn't uh, perform like what he was supposed to last week. And that's what killed Matt Ryan. So you definitely have to consider it, um, especially if you wanted to stack up this game. This game is going to be the game that everybody wants to get on. So if you believe in the game, Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins are both in play. I also have a couple of the secondary pieces available uh, later here in in the wide receivers, but they're going to be GPPs, I think, except for one. Yeah. Uh, Chris Godwin, uh, it's the PJ Williams target. Uh, Godwin uh, has come off his questionable tag, so he's good to go. Uh, I really like him on Yahoo the most, where he's the 15th highest priced wide receiver. He is 5, 8, and 7 on the other one. So if you get him outside of the top 10 in price, then I would definitely uh, have to really consider Chris Godwin. Uh, on the other ones, if you have the money, that's 
that's where you probably want to go. I do want to get a piece, though, um, of this passing offense, if I can. So with Godwin being the cheaper of him and Mike Evans, and with Mike Evans having uh, – he has a really good and really bad history against New Orleans, especially in New Orleans. Uh, Him and Lattimore have uh, gotten into it uh, enough to where Evans was tossed. So – that's why Evans is GPP and not a consideration for me this week in cash. So, and especially with what Godwin did last week against the LA Rams, he's definitely going to be targeted uh, by James Winston this week. I have Allen Robinson in here. Now it's not so much of an upside play. Uh, this is more of a pricing play. Um, and it's, a, it's a game in London. Chase Daniels is the quarterback instead of Mitch Trubisky, which is a really good thing, actually, for the passing game because Chase Daniels is actually probably a better quarterback, truthfully, than what you have in Mitchell Trubisky. So when you're looking across the board, FanDuel, he's the highest price. He's 15th highest uh, price wide receiver. Uh, On the other three, going from Yahoo to Fantasy Draft, he got 31, 27, and 28. So he's a hell of a savings, uh, especially on – Fanduel, where you're getting a uh, number one wide receiver for under 20 bucks, so definitely in consideration. Next guy would up would be Elshon Jeffrey. Jeffs have been terrible against wide receiver ones this season. He's a little bit higher priced than Allen Robinson, uh, except on Fanduel. So that is probably where I would go. I would go Jeffrey. I would have Jeffrey rated over Robinson on Fanduel, but I definitely would take a look at Robinson if I needed the value. But understanding that Jeffrey probably has the more upside uh, this week and in this spot. Next guy up, Julian Edelman. He's got a questionable tag. He should be good. Like him a lot better, of course, on the full full PPR sites um, like DK and Fantasy Draft. Get right game. Um, Definitely in play. If, If Edelman, for some odd reason, comes up lame, and sits, then you can consider Philip Dorsett, who's not on here. Um, but it's definitely a guy that is cheap and you can get a piece of uh, very easily. Next guy up, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, MVS. Uh, for the Green Bay Packers against the Dallas Cowboys, the matchup on paper isn't all that great, but he has the best matchup um, on that paper. And... <clears throat> With Devontae Adams not being there, he's definitely going to be the number one uh, targeted wide receiver this week for Green Bay. Uh, so definitely consider him because he is very cheap, uh, especially on Yahoo, where he is 45 overall at $15. Larry Fitzgerald, we have Christian Kirk out, which means targets are going out. I love David Johnson, and you have to have him. Uh, I would also consider having Larry Johnson in cash. Um, on one site, I would allow it, and that would be FanDuel, where he's 5,800. He's 39th overall. So if you wanted to put David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald in a cash game lineup, I would allow it just because of that price point. Um, All the other sites, I'd probably not put him in. I'd probably consider just putting him in for your GPP if you really think that game is going to shoot out. Cortland Sutton is next for the Denver Broncos. He is getting a ton of targets from Joe Flacco, and they are not pricing him up at all. 
across the four sites. You got them at 43, 41, 45, and 39. That is a hell of a savings against a very weak Charger secondary. And yes, I spelled weak wrong in the write-up. So we'll be changing that. That's terrific. So definitely a consideration there. Uh, Calvin Ridley actually is a consideration too if you want to get a piece of that game, but you don't want to pay up for Julio. Calvin Ridley is in play. He's a little bit more of a risk because he hasn't been showing it the last couple of weeks. But you have to look at it like this. Across the board, he is 55, 20, 45, and 49. So outside of Yahoo, he is an incredible steal. Uh, for the upside, and he's well worth the risk at that price to obtain that upside. So definitely consider Calvin Ridley uh, if you're not going to go uh, with Julio and you get a piece of that uh, Atlanta offense uh, to pair with if you're going with, say, Deshaun Watson and you're leaving Deshaun Watson naked, at least you have a piece on the other side to keep the game interesting. Uh, next guy is going to be your shocky guy, uh, Auden Tate. He's not the best player in the world, but you, you can't ignore the fact that he's getting a ton of targets from Andy Dalton. So I don't really hate it. Um, definitely deserves consideration for your cash game lineups. <clears throat> now, I'm going to skip over my next guy, go, go to the last guy for cash here, and that's Golden Tate. He is minimum price on FanDuel. Minimum price on FanDuel, coming back from suspension. FanDuel screwed this up just like they did with Saquon Barkley. Of course, Saquon Barkley, if he was good to go, we would definitely be starting him. But so when you look at Tate across the board, Tate is 60, 76, 93, 86 for player pricing. Golden Tate across the board is 103, 45, 50, and 51. So when you look at the pricing, and you'll see this with the core four, because on Tate and Golden Tate are in the core four, but there's a caveat. Because of Golden Tate's price on FanDuel, I would put Golden Tate in on FanDuel, on, D, on Yahoo, DK, in fantasy draft, I would go with on Tate and take the savings, especially if you need to. You don't have to use this play, but I forewarn you: if it goes off, we could be left high and dry, especially for you know a near minimum price on every single site. He's minimum on Tate is minimum on Yahoo. He's at the ten dollar level. Golden Tate is at fifteen. So, um. So definitely look at it like that. Golden Tate on FanDuel, on Tate on everywhere else. Uh, the guy I skipped over, Deontay Johnson for Pittsburgh. Baltimore isn't all that great of a defense. <clears throat> um, they are yielding points to wide receivers. He's in consideration because he's obviously now, he's shown it two weeks in a row that he is Mason Rudolph's go-to guy. It's not Juju Smith-Schuster, it's not James Washington, it's Deontay Johnson. 72, 65, 62, and 69 is how pricing going down there. 
I don't think there's that much upside in there. Um, unless you're facing a Baltimore, you know, passing defense that is just riddled with injuries in the secondary. So I don't hate it. Definitely, if you're going to run a couple pieces off of Baltimore, I would run Deontay Johnson back. Uh, don't go to James Conner because I think he's going to end up splitting a lot more than we think uh, with Jalen Samuels. GPPs. Mentioned before, Mike Evans. Hopefully he doesn't get tossed. Same game, Michael Thomas. For If this game... If this game goes off like everybody thinks it's going to go off, Michael Thomas is definitely going to be involved. I don't think it's going to be Kamara. I struggled with it, but I just don't see it with Alvin Kamara as much as I love Alvin Kamara. So um, I don't love Teddy Bridgewater as far as a quarterback enough to insert him in a cash or GPP, but he is hitting Michael Thomas. That is his first read. So we have to respect that. Michael Thomas has the upside to actually explode. Um, I do like him more on DK and fantasy draft where he's 13 and 12 on that side. So he stays out of the top 10. That's incredible value for his stud rope wide receiver. Keenan Allen is next. It's not a great matchup. Um, if anybody wanted to run Mike Williams, I'm not going to say no because he is going to be back, but he is, you know, he's questionable. He's going to be dealing with the back. It's very much a GPP play. I didn't include him uh, because I had way more than enough wide receivers for everybody. Um, but definitely, I like it. I like Keenan Allen on uh, FanDuel now. Is, you know, it's half point PPR, but he's at number ten. Whereas on the other three sites, he's in the top five. So you're getting a hell of a discount over there. Uh, and he will command, you know, the most targets out of all the wide receivers and passing options uh, for the L.A. Chargers. I uh, like Tyler Boyd a little bit. I like him a little bit more than on Tate, but <clears throat> the thing of it is, is with everybody being on, on Tate in cash, you cannot consider or you cannot use Tyler Boyd in cash. But in GPP, you definitely can if you wanted to fade on Tate and just say, hey, I think it's going to be Tyler Boyd, not you know the guy that everybody else is on. So it's a nice little pivot. Uh, it's going to cost you a little bit more, but he's, you know, 19, 23, 14, and 20 across the board. So it's not a hell. It's not a terrible price to pay, except for maybe on TK. He's priced up a little bit too much for my liking. Uh, included Josh Gordon. Don't love it. I'd rather go Julian Edelman. Uh, but it is, is a game where he has the opportunity to show up and actually do some damage, whether or not his you know, withered, decrepit, you know, drug-ridden body can do it. That's another thing. We have Will Fuller. That's the lower end piece. He's going to pop here at some point. It's And this is, if, I mean, he, if he's got the matchup, I'm going to put him in there. And he's got the matchup against Atlanta. So don't hate on me if he fails. Um, but he'll, he'll be in several of my GPP lineups, you know, across the board, you know. Like I said, I play, uh, including cash, I play four on each site. So he's going to be in one of them. I have, you know, 12 GPP lineups that I can put him in. So definitely 
everybody's getting tired of playing him because he's been failing. That's why I like him. He, just nobody's going to be on him. He's going to get him at a five less than 5% on even in a game that everybody likes. So uh, we have Geronimo Allison and Jake Kumaro. I included both. <clears throat> There's a bunch of people on Jake Kumaro just for the plain and simple fact that he, you know, is going to be the cheapest one on there now. I didn't include Alex Lazard. I do like Alex Lazard. Or Alex Lazard. Pardon me. Shouldn't know this being a Packer fan. But uh, Geronimo gets a lot of red zone work uh, looks. That's why he's included. Jake Kumaro is kind of the sneaky guy that you put in there. Um, I would expect Allison to actually come out of the slot and actually play across from MVS, and then Kumaro actually takes the slot position. That's why Kumaro would give me a little bit of intrigue in there, but it's dangerous uh, for either or. Uh, I would probably say MPS is number one, and we'll get to the number two guy here in a minute. I wasn't going to include Robbie Anderson because Luke Falk is the quarterback, but there is something pulling me in both DFS and for seasonal to put Robbie Anderson in this week. That secondary is injured. And it doesn't take much for Robbie Anderson to break free once he gets the ball in the open field. So I'd like to say this is a Millie Maker play, but in reality, it is a fucking hell of a good play. Um, just for regular GPPs, even like your your uh, three entry maxes. I'm probably going to have a t- way more Robbie Anderson than I should just to try and get that upside <clears throat> because this is actually the first good matchup he's had all year. So all the targets have been going to Jamison Crowder because everybody's been, you know, poor against the, the slot and they, you know, they've been good. They've had the number one uh, corner on the outside cover to Robbie Anderson. This is his first one. And I swear to God, I swear to God, I think I'm going to play it in seasonal two. I'm not telling anybody else to do it in seasonal unless you're really, really struggling. Unless you're just getting blown out by um, uh, uh, Russell Wilson this week. Um, definitely consider Robbie Anderson in that case because you're going to need the upside on it. Uh, last but not least is Marquise Brown. There's your hookup for um, Lamar Jackson. Everybody went Marquise Brown last week. This is a better, actually a better matchup this week, even with Cleveland secondaries last week. Um, but they were real close. They were real close to hitting a couple times last week. And I think everybody's just going to look at it and be like, ah, I'm not going to go back to the Marquise Brown. We'll just let that one go um, and forget about this and pass on it. And this is the week that he's going to hit. If you need it, especially on FanDuel, he is way the best price. He is 5,400. He is 55 overall. You go on the other three sites, he is 15, 26, and 27. So he's still moderately, he's still moderately good on DK and um, 
fantasy draft, but yeah, Yahoo would probably be the guy that I would fade and leave out because he's twenty four dollars, and that's usually right around where your semi stud wide receivers are. So uh, Sunday night football options: T. Y. Hilton, I believe, is expected to play. I believe he is. If you're going to run a GPP and use him, you can use him just. You know, keep an eye on it whenever you get the report. So if you get a report before three that he's out, you, you know, you still have a couple of guys that you can throw in there. Um, uh, I should say that Kevin King is questionable to play this week, but he's he's progressed uh, positively, which would be the Michael Gallup guy, which would be Michael Gallup if he plays. So um, there's another option. Otherwise... Uh, with the price that you're paying for T.Y. Hilton on most of the sites, you're probably going to be pretty close to Keenan Allen, or you can use Mike Williams, or you know definitely drop down. Use one of the guys out of uh, Kansas City if you wanted to restack it somehow. Uh, just leave Naheem Hines on the other side, so um, or run it naked, you know, or run it naked and just take another option elsewhere. Uh, in order. It's going to be Watkins, DeAndre Robinson, and Nicole Hardman in that order. That's how I like them. I'm not going to get into it. They all should be decent. But at some point, Sammy's got a break. He's carrying a questionable tag, too, which is going to keep a lot of people off him and probably put more of the ownership on D-Rob and Hardman. So you'll get him at a little bit lower ownership. Tight end, I like Zach Ertz. <clears throat> Not the greatest matchup on paper, <laughs> but the Jets haven't faced the tight end with his capabilities yet. Um, next, we have Greg Olson. Kyle Anderson is leaning on him. Jacksonville doesn't cover the tight end all that well compared to other spots, so definitely an option uh, in that game. You could also possibly just run Greg Olson, and then you could run um, uh, Leonard Fournette on the other side. Get both sides, keep the game active. Hope for the game to keep active. Uh, favorite tight end this week is actually Jimmy Graham for the uh, Green Bay Packers. I hate saying it, but I'm serious about it. He's real middle of the price uh, this week 11, 17, 9, and 8 across the board. So he's really affordable. And of all the spots, he's actually got the best matchup uh, this week against. Um, the safeties and DBs of the Dallas Cowboys. So that would be the first pairing I would do with Rodgers. I have him as a standalone. He's going to be your cash game tight end uh, over Mr. Tyler Eifert, which everybody keeps talking about. You know, keep playing. Keep playing tight ends versus Arizona. Tight ends versus Arizona. Well, you know what? I'm not. Because Tyler Eifert hasn't done shit. He should have done something last week. They were at the down in the red zone, and they, they don't even look his way. So, I mean, with injuries to the wide receiving court, I kind of get it. If you want to run it on FanDuel, I really don't I really don't mind it because only 4,600 is 32 overall. But if you look at Yahoo, DK, and Fantasy Draft, he's 12, 21, and 21. It's way too high. You're paying, you're paying for a guy that hasn't done anything because of the spot that he's in. And you want to put him in there for cash? 
I'm sorry. That's just not the way I'm going to roll. GPP. I don't like his matchup, but he's been super consistent. Be Austin Hooper. Uh, prefer him on all sites except for FanDuel, where he is the second overall from the Thursday the Monday contest, where he is second to only Kelsey. So that's that'd be the spot that I would fade him. Uh, Noah Fant for the um, Denver Broncos, really, really good spot. Uh, against the Chargers, I really did seriously look at Joe Flacco this week, but I thought it was getting too cute. So, I mean, you can you can have Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant do stuff, you know, get enough points. I mean, Noah Fant, you look <clears throat> on, uh, you know, everybody keeps talking about Tyler mm-hmm. Eifert, you know, thirty three hundred on DK, but you save five hundred bucks and go with Noah Fant and. You, with the 43rd overall. And I mean, that's, that's almost just criminal pricing. I know he's a rookie, but I'd rather punt at 2,800 for a guy that's actually shown it than, um, 3,300 for a guy that hasn't done shit this year. So Sunday day football options, uh, without saying, you know, Travis Kelsey's far, you know, and above the best option out of there. He'd be a guy that I really want to pay. If there's any guy that I'm going to pay for, it's probably going to be Kelsey. Second guy would be Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, I'd be willing to pay a little bit more, though, just for the fact that you can get a piece of everything that comes out of that game as far as the offense. So I guess I actually Patrick Mahomes would be my number one option. Kelsey would be my second if he couldn't get up to Mahomes on the two sides. So... Um, if you can afford him in cash, I get exposure to it, but it's not necessary, but definitely think about it. Definitely. I would use him in GPP. Uh, Eric Ebron, Jack Doyle. Ebron can, is, you know, scored on just like one pass reception. Um, you know, especially like last week, if you look at it, he had one, he had like one reception and he made it a touchdown. So he doesn't have all really that much upside, but Jack Doyle really doesn't either. But, Percent loves Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle is his guy. So if you're putting a gun to my head, I would say use Jack Doyle before you ever use Eric Abron. GPPs only. Defense. Core four. New England Patriots. The Redskins are a dumpster fire. Jay Gruden's caught on video partying with college girls. Looking just all beside himself. And it's kind of funny because when you look at the spreadsheet, that picture of Jay Gruden went up before that story ever came out. So it's almost like I knew. Almost like I knew. He's going to get fired this week. Number two defense would be the Chicago Bears. Khalil Mack revenge game in London. Um, there is some love for Oakland. If you if you have Darren Waller in seasonal, you're going to use Darren Waller. I don't know so much. I'd use him here in this spot in DFS. But um, if you pay attention, it's a noon game for us. So Darren Waller would actually kind of be in play too if you're okay paying his price. Um, I should probably pull that up. I didn't include him, but. Um, 
Yeah, he's he's fifth highest priced tight end across the board. If Tyrell Williams sits, it makes Darren Waller viable. Uh, but you kind of have to be careful with it because, yeah, you're going to get more targets, but the Bears have a defense that can actually, you know, bracket coverage your tight end. You know, are they going to really be afraid? Like, J.J. Nelson's questionable. Dwayne Harris is questionable. Dwayne Harris hasn't been playing. Now they have Trevor Davis and Keelan Doss and then Hunter Renfro. But, I mean, I wouldn't even... I wouldn't even trust Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro against uh, Buster Screen anyway. So Bears are good to go. Um, start with the Patriots, work down. But I, I did put Patriots in the core four. You can work off of that, um, but it's going to be scary. It's going to be scary in cash not to have the Patriots. And if Colt McCoy just absolutely, you know, comes back this week and just gets destroyed, uh, your lineups are going to be nearly impossible to cash. So under the Bears, we got the Tennessee Titans. Um, I would have liked him more if Matt Barkley was going to start, but it looks like Josh Allen's going to be starting, so it's a little bit dangerous, but uh, still the Bills, you're going to have Josh Allen coming back from concussion. Uh, if he is playing, it's stupid. They should just sit him out for a week against this defense. Uh, definitely a good pay down spot. Carolina, I like the Carolina Panthers against Gardner Minshew and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they're the guys that you would really want to pay down, especially on DK and fantasy draft. If you are building your uh, GPP lineups, definitely take a look at them because they're 21 and 20 uh, on those two sites, whereas they're ninth on uh, FanDuel and Yahoo. GPP. You have um, <clears throat> Philadelphia Eagles against the Jets and Luke Falk. I don't really love them, to be completely honest, just because they do have those, all those injuries in the secondary. Uh, but this is the Jets, so the game should be low scoring. So if you want to get some savings in there, use them on Yahoo, but they are kind of priced up way too high. And then, of course, I did include the Saints, even though I have Winston. And the Tampa receivers, there's something that tells me that this game could turn into just like the Seattle game in Week Three, where you get a couple, where you do get a couple of defensive scores, but they still give up a bunch of points to Tampa, and hopefully would mean a New Orleans win. But that's what I got for you guys this week. I will have. Uh, right up out and sent out before you guys even see this uh, recording so uh, hopefully you did open it up and kind of went through it while we did the podcast good luck everybody I'll be in the full time fantasy chat tomorrow morning Sunday morning I should say so if you got any questions anything uh, let me know there Uh, I will be out of my house tonight so i will not be available but i will be available all morning for you good luck everybody talk to you later